Greetings, dear Earth family. Welcome to Ascension Stories. Today we have Matthew Perkins. Matthew is an ecological designer and entrepreneur based in South Africa. He has 15 years of pioneering in the fields of permaculture, design, projects, and organizational development. Matt is a primarily is primarily focused on circular economics, uh, local food systems, green tech, regenerative agriculture, and sustainable human settlement. Hi, Matt. How are you today? Hey, Natasha. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for being on. Um, I really love uh, this uh, topic, these topics that you're bringing to the table. Uh, we actually have not discussed this stuff yet. I think it's uh, extremely important to talk about this stuff. Um, so uh, first of all, I would like to ask you, what is cir circular farming? Circular economy is, in a nutshell, really, it's just understanding how to make money flow um, within a community more than once. You look at some really successful cultures like the Arabics or the Jewish folks, um, they generally make the money circulate within their network, you know, three, four, five, sometimes seven times, and that can accumulate ultimately generational wealth, but um, a more equitable way to distribute resources. Right. Awesome. So um, the next thing I wanted to ask is uh, your ascension journey, however long, however short, it's up to you. Sure. Well, okay. Let's let's go back to um, when I was twenty. So that's now fifteen years ago. Um, I really felt like quite different in the world, um, even from a younger age. I had um, some gifts that I was aware of when I was younger. Um, I was able to kind of tune into other people's thoughts, and I was quite empathetic. Um, quite a high EQ when I went for a test apparently it was off the charts but like I could really feel people feel situations feel the the world um, a lot and I suppose from that I had this awareness around me and and the inequalities in the world and the environmental damage that we were witnessing even 15 years ago and it's it's certainly ramped up since then and uh, I just had this really strong desire to be the change, you know, to, to really usher in a new world. Um, and when I was about 18, um, I, I finished studying design and I wanted to figure out what I could do with design because I could see so much um, potential, uh, connecting the dots and thinking out the box and thinking sideways. And, and I've discovered this thing called permaculture. And uh, that certainly set me on my ascension journey. Um, that was really understanding how to relate as a human being back to Mother Gaia, um, the most important thing that we can actually connect with. Yeah. Um, it's God. Uh, it's it's all the highest frequency that we can absorb and, and be around, you know. So reconnecting with nature was a very profound thing um, that happened yeah, at that fairly tender age. Um, yeah, and I went on a deep dive after that, you know, on a healing journey of, of healing self, um, looking at shadow, really embodying the ethics and permaculture, you know, and, and really understanding what those 12 ethics are really all about and living it um, as much as I possibly could. Um, and in that process, you kind of develop a vision um, of, of something bigger than yourself and you connect in with spirit and often can guide you through challenges, um, you know, having severe faith uh, in, in what you believe you're here to do, whatever you feel within your body, and how you can find that resonance with, within listening to your higher self, you know, so all kind of condensed in, in 15 years of following that journey, um, we are here today, uh, pretty much on the precipice of, of the creation of a new world, you know, <laughs> you see that the matrix is crashing, um it's it's certainly the last dying breaths i feel of a system which is completely outdated yeah. um, and many humans are awake to it and and feeding it and connecting with others that are on a similar journey and just trying to figure out what this new world looks like right so i think within that uh, the biggest challenge is to actually look within and and 
deal with, with ultimately the things that hold us back, fear of greatness, um, fear of spirituality, mm, you know, yes. fear of the unknown, of God, um, really grappling with all of these things that make us human and having the spiritual experience on earth, you know, so I would probably not shut it there, Natasha. <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome. Um, what would you say uh, is the definition of spirituality? What is spirituality? In your opinion, yeah, it's sure. Right, wrong, but you know. Opinion. Yeah, cool. I mean, that's a it's a great question. I think many people are are reconnecting with this this purpose of spirit. Um, for me, it's it's really honoring and treasuring and having reverence for connection, for heart energy, for the planet, for the cosmos. Um, understanding that we are but a tiny little speck in the, in the context of the universe, that if we're ever expanding quantum universe. And uh, yeah, I think quantum physics is, is actually getting quite close to metaphysics and, and ultimately spirituality. Um, really understanding that we are, a, we are an antenna, we are, we are a quantum computer that's creating our own reality as we, as we speak, you know? So yeah, I think ultimately spirituality is really maintaining a, a balance of mind, body, spirit, and and remaining connected, you know, to higher self, um, to spirit, and praying, and, and really being open for connection. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, how do you feel about uh, people that that um, you know kind of follow or or give rules of what spirituality is? How do you feel about that? I don't know if you've ever witnessed. Yeah. Things like that. <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, um, I, I think the new age movement has, has 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 been sent to like twist it out a little bit and, and make it a bit Just more about stealth. You know, um, I think there's so many distractions out there that uh, we really have to listen to our inner guidance um, okay. about what resonates. Yeah. And I think for that is is the biggest trick and and just re remaining open, hey. Because there's so many distractions out there these days and access of, of the age of information and you know things like Facebook and social media and mainstream media that are just there to brainwash one actually. <laughs> Having the discipline to remain free of that is a is a testament within itself, you know. So yeah, I don't I don't really resonate much with uh, the gurus or any of these guys that ultimately have a, a huge mega following you know and i often have to look a little bit deeper and just see if there's any reading in between the lines or who they're associated with because you've got to double check everything these days absolutely so, yeah i'd say inner guidance eh? yeah inner guidance exactly i uh, what i say is uh listen to your heart same thing yeah there we yeah. go um, the golden and, compass. yeah exactly um and I feel, I do feel, to be honest, you know, and this is obviously, I'm not saying that all uh, gurus, you know, like that, that that's a no, but I, I, I just find it a little weird personally uh, when somebody goes by the title guru. Why? Why yeah. do you call them by that title? Why? That's like the, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I agree. I think there's a bit of uh, spiritual ego involved with giving self a label, you know, especially in, in the healing realms or, you know, just remaining as humble as possible is actually the the real test about spirit and, and uh, you know, how we apply it. So, yeah, I agree totally. Yeah. And um, I usually ask this question at the end, but I, I feel like we are on, on, a, on a roll on this topic. Uh, here in the beginning so the question is uh what is what is your opinion of what new earth is wow yeah sure let me just feel that for a minute a couple of seconds i think it's really the new earth is, is really about embracing the the higher frequency that our whole cosmos is actually going through um i think that there's a very specific split in, in frequency or timeline um that if you are connected with the new earth and what's happening in our cosmos and, and your, your spiritual body is strong and your mindset is of that frequency and vibration, we can create pretty much anything within a matter of hours or days, weeks, depending where you are on the scale. Yeah. Um, 
that for me, I think, is the crux of the new earth. Uh, our ability to really, you know, potentially even uh, awaken all of these dormant DNA strands that, that we've got sitting in our bodies. Um, and for that, you need optimum cellular health. But yeah, I think that's really just the, I mean, even on this pathway of a new earth, time is, is warping. Yeah? I mean, things are just going so fast. Weeks are blending into yeah. two months because we're living in a vortex now, you know. It's not a linear timeline anymore. It's literally a vortex, eh? yeah. yeah. That's what I feel personally. And um, do you feel like um, there's any kind of specific diet that people should uh, head towards? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, over the last couple of months, I've felt the need to, to detox and... and um, yeah, obviously that that's a personal journey. Uh, it, it obviously takes discipline and, and focus and, and time management to be able to detox effectively. But uh, basically fruit and veg, um, I find the fruit is the easiest thing to digest, um, especially when you're looking to heal the, the digestive tract or your small intestines and your colon. Um, lots of fiber just to keep everything nice and, and clean. Um, and low acidity, you know, I mean, there's so much acid in modern day diet that it's, it's almost impossible to, to sidestep unless you, you really are disciplined about growing your own food and juicing and regular water consumption. Um, yeah, and obviously the, the naughties like uh, alcohol, coffee, tobacco, you know, those things obviously drop the frequency and, and acidify your body. So avoiding those things. Um, and lots of water. And I know you, you've got that really amazing water machine, Natasha, that, that gives so, alkalized water and all of that. So um, I'm, okay. I don't know how to, how to talk about this. So um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how deep I want to get into it, but basically, okay. So I guess I, I could get into it a little bit without talking about what brand and people perhaps mm -hmm. know. So, but yeah. you know which water machine I got. Um, so, um, without getting too much of where I got this information, basically, let's just say this information came from spirit. And so, the water being electrocuted, um, it kind of produces a uh, Frankenstein effect, as in uh, modified. Uh, like the way food is modified so there's like this this almost like um even though there's electricity in it it's it's not the kind of electricity that's actually good for your your yeah. evolutionary growth i guess which yeah. is interesting um a lot of us in the health community are all about this machine we're just like and we're just like, oh my God, my health is improving. Meanwhile, we're doing all the other wonderful things to improve our mm -hmm. health, such as eating fruits and vegetables, which heal themselves. So um, yeah, there's just there's a, a bunch of a bunch of things about this machine. Again, the 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 GMO situation. Um, eventually, down the line, the the metal plates, but this is down the line. But the metal plates start eroding. And you don't want uh, heavy metals. You don't want to drink heavy metals. Um, there were several other reasons. I don't currently remember. Um, I would have rolled them down if if I, because it was just been a while since I found out. So I am currently kind of trying to. Um, I still drink like one cup a day because it, it still gives you like you know like kind of energy, you know, mm -hmm. because the extra. Yeah. I don't know electricity or or i don't know yeah. um but i don't drink it all day i just drink regular um filtered water um mm -hmm. what else oh you know what i notice and so when it comes to this machine you know they they talk about the 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 hydrogen being split and and it really hydrating all your cells and everything meanwhile mm -hmm everybody that i know that uh, that drinks this water including pets everybody's extremely dehydrated and it's like oh you know like wow so, yeah so that's that's something interesting and 
I did notice my skin like at the at the beginning, but then it adjusted, started to kind of get extra extra dry. So like my understanding mm-hmm. is that the the cell, you know, your body is just like I'm dehydrated and and all we're doing is feeding this water that doesn't exactly mm-hmm. and you know, and I've tried uh talking to um a couple of people about it that sell the machines. I was somebody that was selling the machines as well. Um and they don't want to hear it, which I understand and I respect because sure. we're human, we're doing our best. You know, they put their money into it. They're, they're, you know, this is the way that this is the way they make their income. Why would they want to hear it? So, you know, we put blinders on as humans. We put, put blinders on. We don't want to hear it. We just like, oh, close the laptop or, or just like, oh, no, no, thank you. You know, and I'm just like, okay. I tried. Anyway, so point is, damn, this machine is, uh, I was so excited. Yeah, not sure it's made out to be. But you know, at the end of the day, when you when you look at the science of, of structured water, there's definitely something there, you know, the Dr. Immortal's work. Definitely. Uh, as you, as you definitely. know. I don't know the topic to, um, when it comes to other, uh, I don't know if there's other forms of structured water, you know, if there was, there's other ways to make it other than elect- mm-hmm. electrocuting it. Do you, mm-hmm. uh, are you familiar with this at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's ways to to make water flow. So um, one of the practices is actually in biodynamic agriculture, where you put uh, water through a flow form, and it basically creates natural patterns, and then it realigns into its natural, I suppose, set into structure. Um, because you know, if it goes through any water pipes with a ninety degree angle, it changes the structure. So by the time it comes out the tap, it's so unaligned um, that putting it through this natural flow form, which also oxygenates the water and reconnects the cellular structure, that for the human body is optimum, yeah? So flow forms are an amazing thing. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so this this machine, there was, a, you know, the idea was to to get it as close to nature as possible, like as in, as in you know, infusing with electricity, um, but it's not coming from nature. Sure. Just because you electrocute something, you know, doesn't, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, you, have you seen um, things out there that basically, uh, how do I explain this? Certain structures that, that were, were, were water reserves, they have mm-hmm. like smart structures. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. And that yeah. they, they played org like notes in the organ that just i feel like there was something that they that they created structured water yeah. those systems and i feel like the cathedrals with the organs i feel like that was what caused or created the structured water and it was natural and it was all over the place and somehow that got destroyed and wiped from history pretty much um, it's pretty much what happened, Natasha. You know, there, there's so much evidence around the world, even with the Tartarian Empire, which exactly I think comes, yeah, from from your neck of the woods up there. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, amazing architecture that has been uncovered, um, and and you know the history books have been rewritten. You know, so I mean, if we've got fake news now, we can imagine what history is like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's interesting. I've always been like reluctant to history and reluctant to politics to then later on realize why I think I have this this bullshit meter just like eh. <laughs> totally. yeah, that's not part of the new world that's for sure <laughs> yeah, couldn't I just I remember I think it was my in my 20s you know just kind of staring at the news just like really wanting to pay attention and it was just like, rah, 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 rah. I literally just could not. Yeah, you're immune to the brainwashing. So you can give thanks for that. Uh, yes, <laughs> I see right through, like whenever something comes out, I'm like, true, not true. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Good in the system that you got. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, got me through all of my life. You know, like I didn't have kind of like, you know, I, I, I felt, uh, I felt like, 
like it's a, a bad thing that I didn't really have guidance growing up but then again I feel like I was blessed with this inner guidance and I didn't have to uh, I didn't have any um unconditioning to do you know like mm. like I wasn't mm. I was just kind of left you know to my yeah. own whatever so yeah um nice. so um all right so I want to talk about uh there's a couple of there's a few things that I've wrote down that I feel like we could cover so uh the first thing is what is um no let's talk about uh the path of the human condition yeah, right. I mean, well, that's been uh, something that many philosophers have been writing about even since Plato um, in the late 1800s, you know, and, and he was talking about the humans being in the cave and watching the shadows on the wall um, and, the, and the puppet masters were, were playing with the shadows and the humans were stuck in the cave and watching the shadows in the wall and not wanting to climb out the cave, you know. So uh, it's been covered in so many different ways. And I think um, the recent author from Australia um, and he's writing a lot about the human condition, um, some really fascinating work. I haven't finished the book yet, but I'd highly recommend it. Um, Transformation Movement, um, based out of Australia. And he writes quite a lot about the human condition and, and the factors to where we are as a species. Um, and, and there's a couple of different theories around it, you know, uh, whether we are a species of amnesia and, and we're kind of coming back in, into a simulation um, we, we don't uh, remember our, our past lives or our ancient wisdom that we've had and hold within our DNA. Um, the fact that we can access the collective consciousness and the Akashic records um, are, is something that we, we don't know how to tap in as a species anymore. Um, we've also already forgotten about the vibration and frequency and, and various techniques that can heal on a cellular level uh, within a couple of hours of a chamber, you know. There's been, there's been so many suppressed technologies um, that have been covered from the 1800s even up to now that, that were all around frequency and, and understanding that, you know, Nikola Tesla was on it, you know, three, six, and nine, um, understanding that's the, the key to the universe. Um, and that's really, I think, when you start exploring quantum physics, um, a very similar type of scientific understanding, um, and, and it's backed by, you know, <laughs> undisputable data. So... There's so much there that are starting to bridge. And it's just an interesting time to be alive when, when we're uncovering all of this ancient wisdom, um, remembering within our own spirits and bodies. Um, and some of us are remembering, you know? There's, there's documented people where they're like all of a sudden getting their, their telepathy back and certain other gifts. And I think the further down the line of the new world we go, who knows what you're gonna be witnessing. So exciting. <laughs> Yeah, definitely exciting. Uh, yeah, what a time to be alive for sure. You know, and it's uh, definitely a whole array of uh, <laughs> everything from, yeah. from the good and the, the blissful to the holy fucking shit, what the fuck. Yeah, what are you guys doing, you crazy bunch of bastards? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. but um, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing our best, be, you know, That's doing it. the human thing definitely doesn't help that we can't a lot most of us can't remember yeah. i definitely would love to have my full memories back i just kind of sure. know what i'm supposed to be doing but you know but that's like not not even the full array of what i'm supposed to be doing and i really would like to really know info info not just like you know the basics yeah i mean there's different ways to get there obviously um through consistent spiritual practice and, and committing to the path of ascension um, and really doing the, the work is, is one way. Um, that would be probably the most recommended way. It takes a bit longer, but you really work through it and you get to grips with yourself through the process. Obviously, plant medicines open up the door, yeah. um, but they just show you what's there and, and it's you that actually has to continue the journey um, and especially the integration post-plant journeys. And so many people hop around from different plants to different plants and, you know, 10 ayahuasca journeys in a year and we're all enlightened. But there's, there's very little um, embodiment yeah. of the lessons happening within there and actually having to reground your, your soul back into your body through also using things like wild pear bark and other plants that, that can ground you back into your, your body. 
Um, otherwise, one, I've, I've seen a couple of guys who've taken too much plant and, and they're out there in the 5D and they can't get themselves back, you know? Right. So there, there's, uh, yeah, like we say, different ways, different risks associated with this path. Yeah. But yeah, meditation is, you know, what, what the yogis and so many people around the world now are using as, as a technique. Yeah, Breathing. What it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you definitely need to, it's so important to make sure that you, you ground yourself, especially like you said, after plant medicine, uh, 5d, you know, great, wonderful. I want to be there. I want to be there constantly, but people need to understand that you could have multidimensional consciousness. You could be 5d, mm -hmm. but you need to be anchored to the physical reality. If you're just like in the clouds, you're, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be human. He's supposed to be grounded absolutely, absolutely. And, and this is where we, we manifesting is in this three slash 4d realm at the moment and we have to have a handle on that you know we have to understand how we create our reality and have to structure time and be disciplined and show up and you know one of those important things about getting stuff done um and that doesn't happen when you wafty wafty out there so yeah okay. yeah how do you get things done <laughs> absolutely <laughs> You know, it's interesting that you um, mentioned plant medicine. Um, I don't currently recall if the prior episodes, but definitely the last two prior to this one, we talked about yeah. plant medicine quite a bit. So it yeah. seems to be a theme. I I completely, um, I, I completely definitely, like I agree with what you said. Like, I think plant medicine is extremely important depending on the person. It's not for everybody for sure. If you are very, very sensitive, if your mind's very sensitive, it might not be for you. If you're, there's so many factors. Um, mm -hmm. If you're not like on, on antidepressants and all that stuff, like, you know, because mm -hmm. that, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, and it's definitely just a tool. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of the healing comes afterwards. You do have to integrate, like you said, um, and kind of take, the lessons that that the the plant medicine shows shows you not just like i did it and i'm so wonderful yeah. <laughs> it's yeah that that potential spiritual ego coming in there you know and yeah like you say plants are just a, a doorway and it's really up to developing a relationship with plants as well over time um and often it's micro dosing you know even medicinal mushrooms for example um, you don't want to have huge amounts. You, you want to take smaller amounts combined with other plants. And I think um, the world of plant medicine, not only the psychedelic side of things, but also the traditional plants in, in South Africa here, we've got a very rich heritage of indigenous knowledge around medicinals and the fein boss um, that the Khoisan use. Um, and, and there's a huge amount of indigenous knowledge around combinations of plants for different ailments, for different mental conditions. Um, you know, I find, I find that realm absolutely fascinating when we, we start to explore spirits and plants, because I firmly believe that each plant has a spirit. Um, and that one is, is either guided to, to work with you, um, if you're receptive to the teachings of plants. Um, and then it's, it's really just about listening to the body and within that process of ingesting the plants and working with them over a period of time and, and feeling how it works with you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you kind of got you. You got to know what you're doing. You just can't just be uh, throwing plants in your mouth. You, know? yeah. you, you got to have a little bit of a background understanding. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, that comes with being a plant person. You know, if you enjoy growing plants, uh, you're generally in like ingesting them too. Yeah. Uh, curious. You said uh, there's plants for your mind. I'm yeah. not familiar. Would you enlighten this? Sure. Well, I, I had a. Um, in my early 20s and, and I would say into my even late 20s, I struggled with a lot of self-doubt, um, lack of confidence and lack of courage in certain situations. Um, and I consulted a, a Sangoma here in South Africa, and he took me on a, one of the journeys to receive and to go on a mission to go and get my soul contract. And we took um, a number of plant medicines throughout the day, but there's this white root um, called the dream root and if you froth it up in water and you ingest the foam and you rub it in your eyes and you put it in your ears you can actually 
when you're meditating, you can go into the underworld with this plant. Um, and that was one of the very profound experiences that I had, um, which helped me really understand what I'm here to do because I went and got my soul contract um, and I read it and it really resonated and it was what I was already doing. So I was, it was like quite a strong affirmation. So that's just one small example of, of yeah, understanding indigenous knowledge and the power that sits with all of these ancient cultures, you know, I mean, North America, um, you know, with the Hopi Indians, also really rich indigenous knowledge around that and South America too, um, even in Russia and, and some of the Eastern Bloc also like a wonderful, amazing indigenous knowledge, which are linked to civilizations, which have also been removed from history. So, you know, it's all part of the course. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's get into the shadow and healing work required to embody your divine purpose, which I, I feel like we're already talking about. Yeah, that is a good flowing question into the next. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are grappling with why they're here. <clears throat> they know that they've been sent here for a reason, especially the, the star seeds, the light workers, the the elementals and everyone who's really connected with this path that we were walking. Um, and that process of self-discovery is a very personal journey. You can't advise anyone on it. Um, that you have to be walking the path and putting the one foot in front of the other and following the resonance and synergy and the flow. And you've got to act on that with uh, commitment and vigor and belief. And then it keeps flowing. And the more that you walk, the more you discover it's like going on a really long hike um, and, and you've got to be prepared for that hike, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it takes a lot, but it's worth it. It feels totally. really good. Of... It feels really good yeah. to, to rid yourself from the things that weigh us down um, and to be embodied and, and to feel spirit inside you and yeah brighter just it just feels good it does and then that's the beauty about uh self-love um, which is one of the most important parts about you know dealing with shadow and healing is looking at the the parts of yourself that you don't like and that you know perhaps trigger other people or trigger yourself even um and and working through those consciously and identifying acknowledging them but also loving yourself for them and then often that integrates into the light because you shine the light in the shadow and I get it's absorbed into the light eh? so that's yeah alchemy that's really what alchemy is about on the, on the human spirit eh? right um yeah so yeah the self-love is so so very important on this journey um so things like like you know stuff that let's say a person has done um and you know, or even continue to do, you know, and, and they tend to kind of, um, uh, what, uh, what's a good word? Uh, I'm going to say re uh, circulate through, that's, not, that's yeah. not a good word, but it works. Um, circulate through, through all these feelings of, of guilt and shame, you know, like, like, because it's, you know, they can't fix their pattern or they're having uh, trouble with their pattern. And it's like, the way I see it is, uh, you know, it's okay. You know, forgive yourself, forgive yourself. Just whenever, whenever, let's say you have like some kind of uh, reaction to something, just instead of feeling shame, because that's going to just plunge you even, even lower, instead of feeling shamed, kind of forgive yourself for just being human. You know, you're just, the, you're just the product of your environment and we're all trying to do our best. And the, what I recommend is when something happens, again, if it's like, let's say a reaction that you don't like that that has occurred that you reacted badly or whatever mm. more so forgive yourself right away you don't want to carry that but but what what you should do is okay i'll do better next time that's it and you know it might continue to happen just continue uh, telling yourself i'll do better next time if it's just words though if you continue just like if these are just words it's not it's not actual intention and actual follow-through then you know that's like lying to yourself and that's just wasting your time you want to be miserable be miserable but um yeah attempt yeah. to restructure 
your pattern or negative because you want to you want to love yourself that is the number one thing in my opinion on the spiritual journey mm-hmm. learning how to and remaining in self-love because that i feel like that's the only way that you'll actually be any good to this world otherwise mm-hmm. you're a mess and you're causing more mess let's be honest yep yep absolutely and uh you're still grappling with that you know by no means um nobody's perfect everybody yeah, must stop. fine i'll do better next time who doesn't yeah. okay sure. uh, there's no reason to 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 punish yourself i'll i'll try to do better next time mm-hmm. we have to make the the moves because if we don't it's hard to to love ourselves yeah absolutely and the self-talk associated with that you know and, and uh conversation with yourself is a conversation to god you know and how you talk to yourself is also how you talk to others so yeah it's a mirror that's the beauty of this plane <laughs> yeah and we're, we're all just doing our best nobody's perfect it's okay anybody's listening it's okay that you mess up we all mess up i don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't mess up we gotta give ourselves and, and tell ourselves next time I'll, I'll i'll do my best to do better and there are just empty words once again then i mean just go ahead and do that thing. <laughs> just fucking own it. You know, at this point, you don't yeah. want to rise up. That's fine. That's a path. It's okay. But yeah, if you want yeah. ease, if you want purpose, if you want to feel good, if you want to feel light, if you want to be able to to love yourself and therefore be loved and love others, you, you do need to make changes for sure. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely yeah all right I honesty with yourself too huh it's such honesty you know being honest with self and right. and owning it you know when you do mess up you, you've got to own it eh? yeah do all the consequences take it on the chin and yeah like you said do better do better next time better next, that's it that's all we could do forgiveness yeah. it's fine there's no reason to feel shame or guilt let it go i forgive myself i want to make a change cool i don't want to make a change cool it's all a choice Oh, good. It's just if you want to feel better, just actually do better next time. That's it. That's all it comes down for a try. Yeah. And there is no limit. There is no, you know, three strikes are out now. It could be as long as you want, but you're suffering if you continue to stretch it out. So, absolutely. Yourself. Yeah. All right. So, let's see. What's the next thing I wanted to talk about? Um, Okay, so I want to talk to you about um, this topic, the power, power of permaculture and regenerative agriculture in building the new world. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's right in my sweet spot. I think that for me is, is really where globally we're shifting towards. Um, I think there's so much potential when you look at how damaging agriculture has been over the last 100 years um, since the advent of, of chemical agriculture, which is warfare in my book mm-hmm. on the planet and soil microbiome and the human microbiome and the human health. And yeah, we're just seeing the, the obvious effects of uh, what we're eating um, with the global population. We can just see how terribly uh, unnatural it is. Um, we're seeing obviously the ecosystem collapse and, and the pollution of the waterways and all the nitrates and but yeah the solution is embarrassingly simple actually um, and that's learn how to farm with nature uh, remember what we did in the past you know it was only 100 years ago and there's still some grand great grandparents around that knew how to do it then um, and there's amazing science uh, that's associated with more ecological ways of production um, ecological design, biomimicry, incredible field. I'm not sure if you've heard of biomimicry, but that's really the science of, of studying nature and emulating nature with some of our most complex human design challenges. And biomimicry as a, as a, a field of study and a design field is fascinating. So when you overlay biomimicry, regenerative agriculture and permaculture, you really have the tools and methodologies to design anything here. <laughs> Research has done the, the research and development over billions of years. And 
often has 10 solutions for one of the challenges that we do. And I think if, if we removed ourselves off the top of the pyramid to think that we're the most sophisticated species on the planet, <laughs> and we put our egos aside, right. and we, we learn from nature, right. <laughs> we, we would uh, really learn a couple of things. Eh? So, yeah, but there's just so much potential, and, and what's happening around the world with this movement is, is blowing my mind every week. Um, you know, specifically here in South Africa, when we, when we, I mean, there were obviously pioneers before, before I, um, 20, 30, 40 years doing this, and, and just builds on every generation. And the more people start to learn how to use the techniques and, and farm like this and teach people how to do this, it catches on like a revolution, man. I mean, this is, this is a global revolution on every single continent and every single city in every single peri-urban and rural community, there's permaculture, you, you'll see it. And that's only taken, you know, 50 years really um, since the advent of it um, to, to restructure the way that we, we can live in natural systems, sustainable human settlements or a part of that. We've got such massive tracts of land and we're trying to shove everyone into these uh, smart cities and it's just really uh, a slippery slope. And the sooner that we, as other people that don't want that um, life for ourselves, step up, get organized, find your communities and start becoming localized nodes where we produce what we need. Food-wise, agriculturally, uh, livestock, medicines, various byproducts that, that we can make as, as distributed networks, um, even looking to nature to, to see how we can design these distributed networks, like mycelia, for example. Um, a fantastic way to look at how an interconnected organism underneath the soil connects, you know, a whole ecosystem together and then pops up with one little fruit, which is the mushroom. And, and you could think about that mushroom being a node. And that node has several sustainable human settlements around it that are all connected and sharing resources like nutrients. And when we start looking at, at these natural systems and, and patterns that we can call from to design a sustainable future or a regenerative future, um, yeah, it's endless. The potential is mind boggling. So that's, that's a very exciting field, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't wait till, till this knowledge, this wisdom, uh, spreads throughout the world or everybody finally can know what's going on because we're kind of my understanding is a lot of us are just kind of like learning you know little bits here and there we're, we're kind of confused we're kind of learning there's so little in my opinion a lot of people uh actually knowing the proper way to do it uh like monoculture is just not the way my understanding is um that it's uh spiritually unhealthy to have to have uh not a like you know it needs there needs to be variety there needs to be interaction mm -hmm. to just have one crop extremely unhealthy it's it's exactly. like spiritually sick these plants as you know my understanding anyway totally um, um there's there's like no life force in the soil yes. nutrients are lacking in the food yeah uh, you know, you have to eat, I don't know what the stat is, but it's like seven apples today than you needed to eat like 60 years ago to get the same nutrient density. It's crazy. All of the, all the stats and figures are pointing in that direction. It's like go regen, go organic, yeah. um, localize your food. Yeah. Stay away from retail. And then you, you go, you go into a shop and it's just crazy, man. And aisles and aisles and aisles of processed stuff, which isn't food. And we have to pay money for that, you know? And that's, that's on the back of massive trucks, which are carting it up and down the countryside, lots of carbon. Uh, it just makes no logical sense. Like the, the pears are grown in Argentina, flown to the UK to get washed and then resold in, in North America. You know? It's like mental when you start understanding how this food um, system works. Uh, it's completely broken. But I mean, we're going to see it now with, with the, the turbulent socioeconomic situation around the world now. Um, Unfortunately, war is there, and that obviously impacts many things down the line, um, from price of fuel to cost of transporting food that's passed on to the consumer. Before we know it, it's, it's going to be a luxury to have certain foods, you know, and um, the sooner that we all... We're heading there. Yeah, quickly.
very quickly, especially with the, this lot trying all their games, you know, they, they really are trying their best, but the people are winning, Natasha. That's the thing that I have to say tonight. I agree. Is that you, you see all of these little nodes of resistance popping up around the, the planet. And it's just absolutely amazing to witness and to, to be part of that and sharing that love, man. It's love frequency. That's where we've got to be. Yeah, I agree. We're definitely uh, little by little waking up. I feel like the latest, the latest uh, media push <laughs> is, uh, is yeah. doing a lot of waking people up as well. Uh, it just, the last two years weren't anything to go by. I mean, surely this one is something that's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. So why people still watch that box, eh? It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, because yeah, the media is always always taking care of us. That's that's what's up. Let's continue yeah. to trust yeah. what they say. Yeah. <laughs> have you <laughs> seen Have you seen the movie, or, or I guess more so, it's called a, a documentary. Uh, the movie, the documentary is called Biggest Little Farm. Have I have. You? It's you brilliant. Have? Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so i was just having a sensitive day uh -huh. but i'm also getting emotional just talking about it so maybe it wasn't just that but um i cried from the beginning till the end and there were some some time some periods where i didn't cry i think uh -huh. it's i cried i cried more during that than i've ever cried in watching anything ever Brilliant. It just shows how much it spoke to you. You know, it resonated with your soul. You know, that's what you want for yourself. You know, so that's that amazing. For myself in this world. I want, I want the world to have this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't all be living like that, you know? And it's this control system. That... <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The thing is that we need to ramp it up, Natasha, you see, and, and guys like Xavier Hawke are also doing great work, um, yeah. you know, figuring out what these social governance systems look like and how that relates to economies of scale. And it's all very, very important work. And, you know, there's just so many solutions out there. There's, there's more solutions than we can actually comprehend. And when you start digging around each network or each country, there's people developing localized solutions for local problems. Um, and, and that's really what it's all about. I think the, the biggest pushback of the spiritual awakening is understanding that no one is going to save us. Um, no, no return of, of God or the rapture. Right. It's up to us. Man. We are the ones that we've been waiting for. We are God. We are divine beings. Um, and it's how we want to create with, with this God-given potential that we have. Yeah. Um, our quantum computer in our head our spirit, our heart, and our gut, we're an amazing organism. I mean, we can do whatever we want to do. Right. We are, we are the, the physical anchor to spirit. So yeah. look, God is kind of, or spirit is going to come down. We are spirit, like you said. We are God, like you said. Yeah. yeah. We are here. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We just need to, need to like get over this whole save me complex. Uh -huh. it's, Which was put there. Just right. put there on purpose, you know. Right. Externalizing right. spirituality, you know, so looking for something out there to fulfill you within. It's one of those uh, very small twists in the religious narrative, which has has got many, many millions of people, unfortunately. Um, and not to say that there's anything bad about religion per se, but it's it's when we look outside to fill this void within, right. and we also then give away our power to something outside of ourselves that we've got within. Um, that's what Christ was about. That's what Buddha was about. That's what all of these main Gs were about. They just had a good frequency and a good vibration. They showed love. They healed people. They did amazing feats of, of incredible things. You know, I'm sure we could, we could do it ourselves if we wanted to, if we practiced long enough. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, the next thing I wanted to um, talk about is commitment to the vision of working smart through networks. Yeah, so I think that this is what a lot of people are grappling with around the world. Um, 
to try and devise these solutions around a new world, um, breaking free of the banking system, finding a new way for politics, redesigning our local food systems, um, figuring out sustainable construction techniques, um, ethical applications of technology, resource management. You know, there's so many different things that are happening and there's so many pockets of creativity and, and divine intervention, I think, actually. Yeah. Where there's just so much potential within the network. And if we see a problem, like a corrupt government forcing tyrannical mandates, for example, and we wanted to bypass that, we could. And the network's already designed it. So in our case here, yeah, when all of these uh, mandates started rolling out and, and it was getting a little bit hairy, you should have seen how quickly people came together. I mean, we're still connected now. We've got multiple WhatsApp groups. Um, there's people looking for land. There's people facilitating exchange of land. There's people settling down into these micro communities. Um, there's a whole bunch of information exchange, alternative trade platforms that are popping up. It's wild, man. And, and this was this is like a year and a half of we as the network and sovereign people applying ourselves to this problem that we saw. And boom, voila. We've got like 17 solutions that are ready to go. Now the only thing we need is this transfer of land um, and and basically habitation or custodianship of the land and formalizing those agreements. And then there's going to be a massive shift from people out the city back to the rural areas, you know, where we can't be controlled and where we live a sovereign free life and we can look after our health and our families. We don't have to work this nine to five nonsense on a hamster wheel, paying tax to guys who just steal it at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And doing horrible things. I mean, horrible things like that. Horrible. Very, very dark things. Um, and have been for thousands of years. And I think this is also one thing that, uh, many people don't want to admit is that we've been living in this complete charade uh, where, you know, everyone who's meant to have our backs, um, told to have our backs, whether it be school, or government, or your corporate job. Or, but now when you see the rubber hitting the road, it, it's really not that at all. Um, it's about removal of human rights and, and often exploitation of environmental rights. So like, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to carry on watching the box on the wall and listening to the propaganda? No. We're going to start sovereign communities that are self-governed and we, we grow and create and make and develop the life that we want to live. You know? I mean, we've got that option. We've got that option, guys. Like, why don't we all just do it? <laughs> Let's just start whether it be planting a couple of veggies at home or networking with your, your neighbors or starting a community action network, um, reaching out to your local school, networking, the powers in the network. Eh? Like the, the stronger that we can consolidate our businesses, our skills, our passions, our visions, our actions, if we do those five things, we will be living in the new world. And that's up to us, eh? Yeah. Really? I feel like I'm not seeing that here in the U.S. at all, to be honest. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no. unless, unless for whatever reason that's just escaping me, I'm not seeing anything because I've been wanting to move to something like that, to be part of something like that. And I, I just don't see anything like that. I'm sure there's some out there, but they're probably keeping a little bit under the radar, you know? Yeah. Colorado's strong. Arizona's strong. I'm sure Texas is strong. Um, yeah. You know, the, the areas that are a little bit away from these uh, hardcore city centers like DC and, and the likes, uh, New York, and, you know, anywhere where there's a, a long history of trade and commerce um, in the United States perspective, you, you kind of want to go a little bit more. Backwards, you know, but then it's, it's different types of, of uh, people that you encounter along the way. <laughs> same, same as us, yeah, there's different brands of South Africans um, in different pockets of the country, and you kind of got to know where you want to go and who you want to network with. And, and often it is like taking the bold step to start from scratch there. Eh? Um, and so many people have just left what they've had. They've 
left their jobs and they said, right, well, I know this person on this piece of land and I'm going to go with what I got with my family and we start. And that takes a lot of courage. That takes uh, big kahunas, you know? Yeah. Um, but if it's really resonating with himself and it's in your vortex, you'll find it. Right. You know, I do wonder why, why uh, I have not um, found anything yet. And part of what, what seems like to be the answer to that question is um, that I'm supposed to be anchoring, you know, supposed to be anchoring light mm-hmm. here in New York. And, mm-hmm. you know, it really does feel like that's the case. At the same time, it's just like, I would like to go and be in peace, please. Thanks. <laughs> I respect you as a light worker being in a place like New York. Um, wow, you really are in the midst of it. And uh, full power for your strength. I was in Johannesburg up until about two, three years ago, also feeling a similar calling um, to be there and to do the work for a really hectic city. It's really hectic there. Yeah. So, I mean, the strongest ones incarnate into the, <laughs> the most difficult spaces. So, yeah, much respect and full power for what you're doing up there, Natasha. Yeah. I feel like everybody, you know, most people left and I'm just like, not, everybody can't leave. So like, you know, it just makes sense that some of us are just like, that's fine. We're here. And you know what? Um, um, the, some of us that are still here, we kind of keep to ourselves. We have our own little world. I have my own little, little you know, little home that that's yeah. very, you know, the, the vibes are good. Everything's good. You know, I, I like to uh, get my food delivered. <laughs> um, you know, I just for the moment I go to the park. It's like you know, um, I do go you know go out into the spaces, but that's like you know when when things are needed. You know, sure. So for the most part, you know, most of my time is kind of spent in peace, so it's all good. That's good. It's yeah. wonderful that you've created a, a safe space, which is the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. So um, I want to also ask you about your TED Talk, if you're, if you're comfortable yeah. sharing with us. Yeah, sure. Um, put the info down into the, the, the show notes. Sure. So people can see it if, if they... Well, I wish I prepared for that TED Talk a little bit more, but I, I had uh, recently graduated from... Um, organic leadership course in, in Germany and Croatia. So I was doing an international course on organic agriculture and, and the leadership required around changing policy within your country and figuring out how to do local food systems and pushing for a shift in towards organic. So they equipped us with those skills. And shortly before I left, I got the call to say, like, yeah, man, you've been doing some interesting stuff in the field of agriculture, and uh, we would like to have you present at TEDx Johannesburg. So that was, I was like, wow, okay, cool. That's an amazing opportunity to try and get it out across in 15 minutes, which is a challenge. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really a passion that, that came through. I didn't prepare much. I kind of just winged it. Um, it lives with inside me. So, yeah, I mean, that, that TED, the TED Talk is about this work that we're doing here in, in South Africa and Southern Africa. Um, yeah, changing the way that the food system runs. We've got probably the most unequal food system in the world in South Africa. Uh, huge amounts of government corruption, um, huge amounts of social inequality, youth unemployment. So agriculture is really one of the, the primary ways that we can solve the socioeconomic challenges that we face um, yeah, in our space. And yeah, that TEDx was just about that and thinking naturally as a designer in the field of agriculture, hacking the farm. <laughs> Sweet. So, um, and then the last thing that I like to, most of the time ask my guests is if you could give a short piece of advice to the listeners, what would it be? Take a minute to think about it if necessary. Sure, I would say it boils down to connecting with the other people that you resonate with. 
um, and figuring it out together. The power is within the network. Um, if we want to see a sovereign future, hold that into your mind's eye, manifest your homies, and go and get it done. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. All right, Matt, thank you so much for coming on and having this wonderful talk with us and bringing some info uh, forward that has not yet been talked about in, uh, on this series. So, Natasha, thank you. Thank you for hosting and thank you for doing your work that you do and, thank and covering you. all the, the amazing work that people are doing. So thank you. Uh, yeah, you're doing amazing, uh, amazing work. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>